Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Funbox Monster Podcast. I'm Tristan. I am Matt Awkward. And uh, we are doing today the sequel, apparently, to The Alien's Deadly Spawn, Return of The Alien's Deadly Spawn. Uh, metamorphosis. The Alien Factor. Yes, this is an alien factor. Um, I don't know how this is a sequel, but... It is uh, the special effects guy from Deadly Spawn. This He directed this movie. Okay. And it is his only movie he ever directed. Okay. Which is a shame because it's a nigh-perfect film. <laughs> it's really funny that it's the effects guy because this monster is significantly worse than the first monster. I do not like this monster anywhere near as much as I like the original Deadly Spawn. It's still a cool monster. It's Absolutely, it's still a cool monster, but it's weird that they didn't choose to keep the awesome teeth. Yeah. I thought that was such a cool part of the original Deadly Spawn monster. Mm-hmm. It's the, just weird that they the have... the original Deadly Spawn monster was a lot goopier, too. I felt this guy yeah. was just a little lacking in this the goop This guy was, uh, was gelatinous goop. Like, his... They didn't use, like, ultra slime. They used, like, something jellied. Yeah. And you could see that it kind of came off in chunks. Yep. Um, they they were we they were mixing the, shit with corn syrup. We or, did see the origin of the creature in this yes, one, though. Yes, we did. And uh, it's very similar... Um, well, let's just go on. Sure. I'll say what I said in the beginning. Fine. Okay. <laughs> so, I've, I've had to break down... The plots of this movie because they're very oddly structured movie. It's real weird. There are definitely three separate movies going on and then they kind of collide at the end. Um, And they are the first the first story arc I have as the monster story arc. The second one I have as a bunch of bored teens. Third one is the boardroom where they recount the movie. That's the flashback framing device. (laughs) Yeah, flashback framing device. And then the science room backstory where all of the stuff is. That's actually happening. All of the real monstery stuff happens there. Yes. Okay. So we start off with a great Commodore graphics logo, like of the aliens, the uh, the metamorphosis alien factor, um, and then we get this star field flying towards a moon that looks like it's straight out of like Robotech and we or see Voltron. People's names. I think they might be some of the people that star in this. No, uh, those were actually red herrings. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's like, oh look, we're coming to Earth. And so we know that we got an alien, right? But we kind of knew that anyway. It's called, <laughs> it the, alien called the alien factor. factor. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so we're at the exterior of the Talos company. We establish the building, and then we come into this security guard who's working at whatever the hell the Talos company is. And make note of his coffee mug. Okay. <laughs> I'll get back to that. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, and so. Some computer nonsense happens, and it puts the guy on alert, and he's like, wow, well, something's he, going on. He sees a malfunctioning door. Right. And if you've played the game Dead Space, <laughs> this yes. whole laboratory and atmosphere and everything, I wish this guy would come back to make a Dead Space movie, because he absolutely nailed the atmosphere of that sure, game. Sure. There's, yeah. the, there's a, the female voice alerting with the uh, you know oxygen sensors on. There's a spinning red lights. There's medical equipment and tubes all through the room. <laughs> Okay. It, it's just like playing Dead Space, only watching the movie. <laughs> nice. Sorry, your microphone setting is all fucked up. You want to hit me again? Hit me. Oh, there you are. Okay. I gotta fix that pot. Um. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So. Uh. So we've got the the door that's jammed. We've got this guy. They do this thing where he's walking down the hallway, and they're just like 
killing time because they're like cutting to his face while he walks, <laughs> cut to his feet, cut to his face, cut to yeah. his feet. And then he finally gets to the thing and he walks up and there's a giant pile of blood on the floor. Huge river of blood and, and he I, sticks a pencil. I in love it. that. I love the pencil. <laughs> He's just like dips it in, looks at it. It's like, yep. <laughs> that sure does look like blood. That sure does look like blood on a pencil now. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wipes a pencil off and puts it back in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> So he continues on. I, it feels like they didn't alert him to what this place does. But they did. But they totally did because he told he, his... He mentions that. Okay. So so his behavior here is really out of left field. Yes. Because he knows that they're making mutants. It's a mutant they're, factory. It's basically a mutant factory. And he's like, well, probably ought to go into this room with a mutant factory that's saying that there's a <laughs> containment breach and that there's all this shit. And it's like... The computer is basically saying, stay the fuck out of this room if you don't want to get eaten by a mutant. And he's like, hmm, yeah, wonder what's I'll, in this room. I think I'll get eaten by a mutant. Yeah. I'm going to go in here. So he just wanders in like a total turd. And he gets eaten by a mutant. And shocker, he gets <laughs> eaten by a mutant. This guy uh, is actually very important to the plot, even though he's dead. Um, he leads us to our other characters. And as I was... It's very odd when we meet other characters in this movie that this is apparently their dad. I guess. Yes. I just feel like they would have done a better job of like letting us know that. Like this movie is so back and forth. Like maybe he's crazy. almost dying and he's trying to call his daughters, or like as he's dying, he pulls out his wallet and looks at the picture of them. Something to like <laughs> tell us like this is these girls' dad. Because the first time I watched the whole movie, I, I was just trying to figure out who the hell was their dad. I thought the monster was their dad at first. Yes, the and then monster. Then he was like, the then he was like, why is he with the secretary? Then I was like, is Doctor Elliot Stein the dad? But then. They report him as single, and he never mentions daughters. So I'm just like, who the hell was these girls' dad? Yeah, that is weird. Oh, it's the no-name guy that dies in two seconds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this was, <laughs> and there was another moment. I just wrote it down. I was like, what the fuck is with the Viewmaster reel? And it comes back. The Viewmaster? What? The Viewmaster pays off later on. So we're panning around this room after the security guards yeah. killed. Um, and it's just, you know, corpses everywhere. His bloody hand is up on the like up on the counter and he just kind of slides off and there's more blood everywhere and then it pans past and it's like there's a viewmaster reel just sitting there on the desk oh okay and i was like why would there be a viewmaster reel in this high-tech computery mutant factory i watched it and i still don't know oh well don't worry i'll get to it okay. later on later on it pays off Sort of. And I'll get back to my coffee mug. Sure. <laughs> okay, so uh, we cut really harshly to a couple on the couch making out. And they are making out super weirdly. They are making out like 10-year-olds wrestle. Right. It is <laughs> It is aggressive in a bizarre way. It just does not... It. <laughs> I don't know. What, I just want to know what the director said. Yeah, he said, "Just make out in a way that you've never seen two people uh, no, no, make no, no, out." No, no, no! Don't kiss like that. Just keep, just keep convulsing. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like two weasels wrestling. Um, Imagine you're a bag of cats. <laughs> yeah, so not, not a lot of, not a lot of sexy in there. But uh, the sister walks in, interrupts the two of them, <laughs> and now we're introduced to our our third teen character. Uh, the boyfriend's name is Brian. Yep. He looks like the kid from Troll 2 that gets turned into the tree. <laughs> uh, they're watching some sort of insane yeah, sci-fi movie. I don't know what that is. I don't know either. Uh, and 
we're introduced to the idea that this uh, this older sister is now the mom figure in the house. Yep. And basically treats the the other daughter like a little kid. The, uh, like, the other sister like a little Dad kid. would kill you if you were home. It's like, go to bed. It's a school night. Yeah, so she sends, she basically sends the younger sister to bed. <laughs> and is like, blah, 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 blah. Then we cut back to Talos and the murder room, red light, alarms going off. And the, this, we're introduced to the evil CEO, Lauren Michaels Do- type guy. Do- Dr. Villani. Dr. Villani, okay. That sounds a lot like Dr. Villain. <laughs> Dr. Villainy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and he looks he looks like, I don't know, like Angus Scrim and Mitch McConnell kind of jammed together. With the together. dash of Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Oh, yeah, very much. Really strange. And then this scientist lady. I think he's a cool villain. He is. He's he's fine. <laughs> he's fine. Uh, they find a corpse covered in mice because I guess they had mice. They have mice there. problems too, and alien problems. Aliens and mice. <laughs> so, scientist lady totally goes into shock. She's like sitting in the hallway, all all crazy, and the the Lorne Michael Angus Scrim guy calls for help. He gets on the phone and he's like, "Send over." So on, so on, and so on. My level six security yeah. clearance, security <laughs> yeah. goons. Yeah. So he calls in his. He basically just calls in his hired goons. Yeah. Goons. Uh, <laughs> hired goons. <laughs> so the uh, the two sisters we cut back to again in our in our B story, our teen story. This is a breakfast scene, right? This, sure. And they have the same coffee cup that their dad had in the beginning. Which means that's how we know they're related. Which means the dad either brought the coffee cup from home or it's just a very lazy prop department. <laughs> oh man, really weird. And there's Dunkin' Donuts product placement. Yes. And then we go back. They're just like, "Oh, you're going to be late for school." Blah blah blah. Then give me a ride, okay? There's so many of these scenes that just well, this, cut this in was, and out. This, this was the whole scene where they connected the dots that their dad didn't come home. Right. But it's so hard to even figure out who the hell their dad is at this point. That. Agree. <laughs> yeah, agree. Um, yeah, now we're back at the framing device where the uh, the the CEO and the the scientist lady uh, are screaming about how a monster has killed a bunch of people, and they yell talk about this guy, and they say that he's loose in the facility. Yes, and so that's what we know. And she's like, "Don't, don't forget that that man is still Michael Foster." Don't, don't call it an it. It's not an it. That creature is still Michael Foster. <laughs> I just love that there is a theory about of reversing this process in this movie. I, <laughs> like, could you imagine him going back to what he was? Just yeah, from that. Yeah, that is a that that seems unlikely. Yes, I feel I feel like I feel like him transforming back into a normal human being and having a normal life is unlikely after he turns into that thing. Well, he does for like a second. So you know, pretty close. Which was also tough. So the monster is, let's say, conservatively 20 tons. Yeah. Um, you know, elephant size-ish and or larger. And it gets even bigger in the end. And then it gets even bigger. That, and it turns into him and back. <laughs> in two seconds. Yeah. So, we'll yeah, exactly. Okay, so they've been working on an illegal project and they're trying to keep it quiet. And so the two goons show up and they're like, we're going to deal with stuff. We just need to hear the whole story. And so she's given the go-ahead to fill them in on their illegal activities. So, like, the first 20 minutes, for the next, like, 20 minutes or so, we just have this flashback 
of the scientist telling how Dr. Michael Forrester became this monster that has since escaped, and while we keep flashing back to the boardroom. Uh, and it's neat. I think it's a interest. It's a bold choice. It is. You see, maybe it is. You might be right. In my mind, this plays like somebody who had an incomplete film and they fixed it with editing. Mm. This reminds me of Monster A Go-Go, that movie that Herschel Gordon Lewis <laughs> bought. It was like in a dumpster and he basically pulled it back together with voiceovers and he was like, eh, that's kind of a story, whatever, <laughs> and then released it. And that's what it reminds me of. No, but it's a very bold choice. Yeah, it could also just be a bold choice because it is. it does work. It totally works. It does, so uh, who knows? Um, so Talos got this grant from the U.S. government uh, to deal with these tissue samples that they said were of an alien source. Like from outer space? That kind of alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And uh, and so I, I don't know why it's illegal if the government gave it to them. <laughs> There's so much extra fluff in the script in this movie. So much. And, and it's loaded with techno babble later on too. Um, that is that is the worst. Yeah. That part is just... But they're just like loading worst. on this whole like, you know, according to the convention, it's illegal to have alien tissue, but if they get this and we can pretend that we didn't know it was alien, then if we get busted, we can't get caught. And who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Yeah. All that stuff happened. is superfluous. And then when we see the alien tissue, it's not just tissue. There's a full-on fucking Boglin the dude is working on. <laughs> like, this isn't tissue. Ah. So, okay, this is my problem. This is what I don't understand. They have two conflicting versions of what they're doing here. Because the Boglin biting him isn't what happens, isn't what causes the problem. It's the tissue sample that he's working with in the little Petri dish. So he had an open wound and he got the stuff in his hand. So the Boglin, he was trying to poke with the... Wait, it wasn't the bite? Yeah, he had a Petri dish yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the little thing, and he was, like, trying to get alien tissue. These don't tissue replicate in, cells normal as he cops. These multiply, and they stack up like polyps, and they, who cares? Right, exactly. But again, I don't, I mean, the monster bites everybody. That's what, I, I thought it was the bite that did it, and I was bothered by the fact that nobody got infected by the monster. No, nobody's getting infected because he had a Petri dish full oh. of the cells, and he says... Oh no, the cell cultures or something like that got into my hand or so. Oh, I you know when he when he said cell culture, I just thought he meant the cells of the alien biting. Yeah, like, no, oh, he he was in like the saliva, like cells. He literally had like a little little dish and he was sticking a needle in it and then poking the boglin with it. <laughs> okay, so let's just get back to the beginning of the boglin scene, and this is all in a flashback, mind you, to how <laughs> Michael Foster. This movie is not confusing at all. There's another part that's even better with this. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, can I skip to it? What's can I? Can I skip? Uh, no, I'm not going to skip to it. Go. Okay, so Go. I, I I love I love that he's he's working with this alien under glass, and it's a living thing, and he's got a knife and a scalpel and needles and all this stuff, and his girlfriend just comes up behind him and goes, covers his eyes and goes, guess who? And scares him. Like, why would you do that when you're working on something like this? Oh, that kind of behavior at the Ebola company is just the worst. So they're just like, <laughs> same, whoops, oh, I tripped same thing, over my, same my thing Ebola when he, thing. He ends up getting bit because he accidentally stabs the alien in the eye with a needle because he's making out with his girlfriend while holding a needle up against yeah. the face of an alien. 
Like, what is wrong with these doctors? Also, okay, so there are a hundred problems with this lab. Number one, no supervision of these scientists. Like, you have aliens in there. You should have security guards. You should have a monitoring scientist who's watching them as they're working to make sure that that shenanigan doesn't happen. And number two, or number three, number four, where is all the goddamned hazmat stuff? Yeah. They are working with fucking alien genetics and they have, they're not wearing masks. They're, just wearing, they're wearing gloves sometimes. They're wearing like nitrile, like painter's yeah. oh, gloves, yeah. like little little rubber gloves. Shit you put on to make a sub when you're working yeah, the subway. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's like the same, the same security that keeps them safe from sandwich meat at Subway. <laughs> and what kind of alien tissue exactly did they get? Because we've already discussed that it's not so much tissue, but it's <laughs> creatures. And there is a dancing Venus flytrap looking thing. Dancing Venus flytrap. There flytrap's is the, the Sumerian rat monkey from Dead yeah. Alive. Yep. There's the green boglin. Yep. And then there's just a bunch of rabbits. <laughs> there's just a bunch of rabbits and mice. They might be alien rabbits and mice. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, okay, so here's my... Okay, my guess was that those things, that that was a dog... That was exposed okay. to the alien Same thing. cells that he put in him. Right. Okay. And then maybe the boglin was a was a bunny. Maybe, you know, whatever. No way that thing was a bunny. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm trying my best. So he gets bit and gets the cells spilt on him, which I just learned. Yep. Uh, and then he freaks out and he's like, the cells. So he yells to his girlfriend like, acid over there. Get it. <laughs> and then so <laughs> he's... Time is of the essence, it seems. Yeah. But he's not pouring this acid on himself. He's got one hand that works just fine. Yeah. He has his girlfriend get the acid. She freaks out. He still just pour it. And then he holds his uninfected hand underneath the other hand. And it's just like, yeah, yeah pour hydrochloric acid on my good on hand, too. On the good too. hand, too. Yeah. And, he, and also, they, they neutralize the acid almost instantly, too. It's like as soon as he pours it, as soon as she pours it on there, then she grabs the other one and then neutralizes it. Is that it too fast in case of alien bites? I mean, I would have assumed that he was trying to burn the whole goddamn arm off. I thought he was just, yeah, I just thought he was trying to melt the cells. And when, it, when it comes to something. I would have thought a flash thing would have done it. Yeah, I was thinking that he was going to pretty much chop that arm off. Gotcha. But well, I mean, I, I guess that's easier said than done. Yeah. I think in the in the moment, it's probably harder to chop your own arm off than uh, Evil Dead makes it seem. But I just love how he's just stood there for longer than necessary, yelling at her to dump the acid when he could have easily done that. So it didn't work. His he's full of foamy alien stuff, and we see it start climbing up his veins. Yep, and, and it looks great. Uh, the effects in this, I love. Yeah, they're great. There's some really good ones. There's there's some good uh, severed head stuff later, which yep. was really nice. But the gore and the transformation effects look fantastic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so she calls in someone named Elliot, who's a doctor who looks kind of like John Belushi. He's kind of like the, the comic relief doctor. Yeah. Who, while, while all of this is going on, he is making jokes nonstop. And they're really funny. They are really funny. So he's he's watching this man scream as an alien infection takes over his arm and starts turning his veins black. And he's like making jokes. He's like, oh, I get all the tough cases. Yeah. I, am I going to get reimbursed for my time? Hey, um, <laughs> like all this shit. And it's just like this guy's like screaming in agony and probably going to die. Yeah, his his character is odd. So. 
he's but he makes all of his jokes and he's like well never thinks of amputating the arm either no never never even suggests it and he's like well we probably ought to get him to a hospital and then the evil ceo comes in and says no hospital for him and that's where we learn that it's they're covering this up they've got the alien outbreak they're like nope we can't let anybody know that we had the aliens so keep him here and they do and he just kind of mutates Yep. Day by day. And meanwhile, he's mutating, getting worse and worse. We're still going back to the boardroom. And then we also go back to another storyline with the oh. daughters of the security guard. Yeah. Uh, who, Sherry takes it upon herself to go to Dr. Vel- Villani himself to ask where her dad was. Yep. And he somehow knows exactly who <laughs> her dad is. Uh, he's top CEO of this giant yeah. secretive company. And he just like... <laughs> He's like, oh, yes, you're yes. unnamed security guards, kid. I heard you were going to Princeton for computer work. Your dad's one of our best. That should have been, uh, that should have tipped him off, tipped her off right there. As soon as yeah. he was like, I know who your dad is. She should have been like, oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So right here we go back to the, uh, we get, we get this other backstory. We get so many backstories. This is so confusing. The boardroom. Uh, they're basically like, oh, they were trying to kill Michael from the beginning because he was going to expose them for something. This whole scene could have been excised. Absolutely. And it was just like he was working on a recumbent virus thing that was supposed to, like, cure cancer. But this place, I guess this whole point of that scene was just to make Talos look like an evil yeah, they're, corporation. They're generating, they're using things that the scientists are good people. They just think that they're making things to cure cancer and then Talos turns it into something for germ warfare. <laughs> but it's like, dude, we know it's bad because it's a giant <laughs> secret corporation we run by a man named Dr. Villain for fuck's sake. <laughs> and we knew that all of the Boglins were there. And so. he's already been told that he can't take a person to the hospital. Yeah. So like, we don't need this other scene just showing like how evil this guy is. Yeah. No, but we're going to get it. I, yeah, we are. It's going to give it to us. Yep. Um, and so, so we flash back to, oh God, to the, we're back at the flashback again, <laughs> and we've got the the Michael's body turning into a big Cronenbergian pile of goo scene, and they poke him for a sample. He's got a he's got some sort of device. He pokes him, yep. and a little spawn pops up <laughs> and just like shoots out like a like a gremlin, like when you get water. On and it. this is another scene that I love, like. Um, they're not wearing any masks or hazmat suits or anything There's like you brought nothing. up earlier. There's a man who's literally like, it's just like Dead Space. He's turning into a necromorph. It's all yeah. gross and like, who knows how contagious that is. And he shoots out a spore and Elliot starts chasing it with tongs and then eventually <laughs> just goes, eh, fuck it, and picks it up with his spare hands. And I'll think that's bad. So then they get it onto the fucking operating table, the little like, they're like, well, yeah. let's look at it. And then he pokes it, and it squirts fluid out of a out of a venomous fang that it has in its mouth, in the center of it, like a starfish. Except it has a venomous fang. It's all over Elliot's face. This is the most MacGuffin of things that has ever existed. People are getting hit by these things all through this movie. Nobody gets poisoned. No, and they mention that. They, they're and, like, Elliot's like, oh, peed on me. We go back to the flashback, and it's like Elliot was wrong though. It was actually a venom they secrete. <laughs> and so later on in the movie, yeah, like you said, the, uh, the alien just starts shooting these things out like popcorn, yeah. and they just stick right onto people, and nobody seems nobody's to... poisoned. Maybe it's poison for something from another planet. Yeah. 
and not from our planet. They look like little tiny Metroids made out of steak. Yeah. So they're pretty, they're cool looking. They're cool looking. Um, they look cool. <laughs> and yeah, there's so much, there's so much science, like fake science crap that goes nowhere. Oh, with Elliot working on that. She's like, oh, they're like bees and they die after they, after they shoot their poison out. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what, what does that have to do with anything? Nothing. And then they disintegrate very, very fast. And like, and it's not pleasant to watch. They get stuck on people throughout the movie, obviously stinging them. I would think, but they never disintegrate. We never see that happen. Nope, none of this. Um, so we see the alien kind of disintegrate at the end for some fucking reason. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then we get back to Michael, and he's getting really stretchy and really Cronenbergy at this mm-hmm. point. His neck is stretching, and he's like. He's also a transparent bag of bones and organs. Yeah, and he which starts is developing really film cool that looking. covers his face too. Yeah, so he's he's got like kind of a translucent chicken skin thing mm-hmm. going on yeah. on his outside. It's really creepy and awesome. Um, so still our uh, what's his name Elliot is that the yes. doctor? Yep, he's still mugging and like making jokes. We're it's just the probe like, part where he's... Yep, we're five, we're five weeks into his screaming agony. So here's another thing that just happened like with... with, uh, with um, oh, whatever the girl's scientist name is. When she scared him, it was like, guess who? Yeah. Uh, Villainay walks in the room, and he's like, over this body that's screaming with instruments being delicate. And then yep. he just comes in like, hey, what's up? Hey, how's <laughs> it going? Like, ah. <laughs> so, so Elliot drops his probe that he's working on, and it just falls into the chest cavity of Michael. <laughs> it kind of gets sucked into his yeah. chest cavity. But yeah, and then he tries to get it out. And when he does, it's all corroded. So we learn that, just like Alien, he's got he's the got acid blood acid going Acid blood, down. yeah. He got it from when he got the acid on his hand. And then he makes another joke. He's like, am I going to get reimbursed yeah. <laughs> for this probe? <laughs> hey, cha-cha. I'll be here all week, cutting open a screaming alien. <laughs> but uh, then then Elliot finally, after six weeks, I think, he finally makes a breakthrough. He shot some salsa with a laser, and it twinkled. And so... That's the breakthrough they need. That was the breakthrough they needed. But on a much bigger scale. Yeah. So we need to bust out the atomic shotgun (laughs) that can neutralize the ions in the blah, 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 I have no idea. The fact that they didn't instantly die of radiation poisoning yeah. in Chernobyl style, <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. But, uh, and they even mentioned you can't go out there. Yeah, and then radiation levels are going to be like toast in a second. Be like, oh, okay, I can zap the alien and be two feet away from it and be fine. Got to make sure that you're not out there. Oh, everyone was out there. Oh, everyone's fine. Okay, Who cares? Nah, forget that. <laughs> oh, Brian's still alive. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. This is the part that I was trying to, that I was about to get to. So the lady's asleep at her desk, and she like she wakes up, and she from her desk nap, and the gooey alien man is there, and he's just like he's got no tent, no nothing. Nope. They just she just walks over to him, and then he starts shooting poison monster things out of him, and he shoots the things. Oh, he's got her. He looks like a giant eraser head baby, and he grabs a hold of her by the neck, and then she wakes up. So, What's obviously, your problem with this? my problem with this is 
she was telling this story. This is the B story. This isn't going on in current time. This has to be her relaying this story to the room full of people. She's like, and then uh, I lay down for a nap. So the next night I had an even more stranger dream. (laughs) I was in a gummy bear factory. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So she's telling this dream to these people in the middle of this crisis situation. That is my problem with this. Okay. There's a monster running around and she's like, and I dreamed that my head was made of toast and all the birds were trying to eat me. And what? Oh, right. The monster, but we do see the other monster's form of attack in the dream sequence, which is the scorpion spear. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so this, and I'm really glad that they because this monster is going to get big, big, like the monster from the Return of the Aliens, Deadly Spawn. Yes, Uh, it's just a big ass gloppy red thing, and it could be very easy to escape a big ass gloppy red thing because it's very slow. Yes, and big. (laughs) Uh, But they give it these attack mechanisms that I love, where. Yeah. You know, you you would think like I wish the pods slowed the people down cuz it shoots the the venom pods. Yeah. It would have been cool if they like like critters. Yeah, then they could be slowed down, but it also gives a scorpion thing. So yeah. it can chase you. It's given elements to actually be more imposing than just a giant red blob like it was in the first movie. Yeah. And right here, this next scene for some reason the sci- that annoying comic relief scientist mm-hmm picks up his viewmaster and starts clicking through frames, ignoring her while she's talking about the breakthrough. <laughs> Where he's like, literally they've just said, well, we figured out how to get your, your boyfriend back to normal and he will be, he'll stop screaming and being in oh, horrible I love pain. It. I love that. We're going to transform him back to normal. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's going to be totally yeah, fine. Yeah, you go for that, bub. <laughs> I like the fact that both the last, the, the first movie and this one everything is dealt with like a 50s sci-fi movie Mm -hmm. and that's that's one of those things where it's like oh no he's turned into this terrible monster but we can get him back (laughs) we can get him back it's fine he'll be good for the ending yeah and i i kind of love honey what happened to me (laughs) and she's she's laughing at his jokes too yeah when he's very very funny very very funny (laughs) so we're going so she tells him about agnes the cyclotron and that they're going to make an atomic shotgun to fix him whatever the hell that means that's the big laser at the end. That's the, 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 the oh, thing ding. Yeah. So Michael starts flipping out, and nobody pays any attention. Right. To him. Like he like is. He just, is screaming. He's kicking in the bed, and she's just over there, not sleeping this time. And then, and then, and then, Elliot's just like, "Hey, I think he wants to talk to you." Like huh? the bed is jumping up and down. It's like an off exorcist the bed. Yeah. Yeah. What was she doing? I. <laughs> I don't know. Or was it? Michael is screaming like that so constantly that it became like That's what I worry about. Nothing. I worry that they are just inured to his screaming. Well, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Horrifying. That's another good reason to put him in a tent. Mm. Um so he's he's got his weird tentacles coming out. The doctor injects a sedative into him and he flatlines. <gasps> yep. He's dead. And then shit just starts cracking out of him. And then he starts morphing into this thing. So he was kind of like, he was kind of in a cocoon. Almost making a cocoon for himself. Yes. Yeah. He had been kind of a cocoon and then he went flatline and then he breaks out of the cocoon and, and now he's a, 10 times bigger. It's a variation on the deadly spawn creature in a yeah. way. Yep. It's still just a big red goopy thing with a mouth, but But it's only got like 15 teeth. Yeah. Which is a bummer instead of like 400 teeth like the <laughs> deadly spawn creature. It was probably a lot of work, but uh it looked so good. Mm-hmm. I miss it. Um and we also find out that the Boglin is loose as well. 
So, and nobody. Uh, well, here's here's a problem I have with that. That Boglin got loose when he first bit the guy. They oh, never yeah. put that Boggy back, and they keep cutting to him. And it's just like, what are you? Wait, you're still just experimenting and everything while this other alien's just sitting in the corner Again, this whole time? It feels like there are about four people that work in this giant facility. Yeah. And maybe that's the case. Maybe that's why he knew the security guard, because he was like one of the four people on <laughs> payroll. Okay. It's so like we really <laughs> need to find some more employees. Yeah. Uh, so he's now, so Michael is now the huge sandworm, like penis monster thing. And we're pretty much caught up, done with the flashback scene. Yes. Now, now it's like security goons go kill this thing. Right. Well, we do go back right here to the teens and the teens are like, oh, yeah, she's freaking out. And she's like, they have my they I know they have my dad because he was there and he left a message on the answering machine that said this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, call the police. No, we're going to go to Talos and we're going to use his security (laughs) card that he left a message saying he left at home. Jesus, this is convoluted. And uh, and and we'll 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 get in with them. Our white lab coats. We'll just put this on. Yeah. We look like 18-year-old kids. Uh, there's only four people that work there. They won't notice two extras. Uh, but then her sister wants to go, too. And I can't figure out the motivation here. Like, I don't know. Because she's like, we're going after Dad. Like, I'm coming, too. It's like, why? Because it's an 80s movie. Yeah. <laughs> and in 80s movies, the pesky sister always comes along, even though she was totally the exact same age as the other sister. But they will not let her come. No, they won't let her come. So she sneaks in the back seat of the car. <laughs> She's so mischievous. Yeah. Uh, so they get there. We have this big, dumb, small talk part about them. Uh, her boyfriend wanting to bail out of it. But eventually they do. And at this point, the movie had its ridiculous points before. But at this point, it almost starts veering into like slapstick territory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Where it's just like, we just don't care anymore. We're just being goofy. Mm-hmm. Like, they get to the door. They put on their white lab coats. And she's like, just act natural. They Ugh. they walk in. The guys, and all of a sudden, they, they look like they're getting busted. The guy's yeah. like, you forgot to sign in. And the guy's like, oh, huh, yeah, just a, another late night at the mutant factory, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, why are you, you one, you look 16. You don't look convincing at all. Why are you cracking jokes with the security guard? And the security guard does not check um, his card at all. They just nope. have one pass. They just have one pass. Usually, I mean, I've worked in a lot of high... Security I've, I've businesses. I've worked in several mutant factories. Me too. You always have to clock in individually. Absolutely. Y'all just don't walk in on one pass card. Yeah. That's not how they make sure. Factory. That's how they make sure there's not teenagers running around the factory or stealing mutants. Yeah. Uh, and so that Bogman looks like he'd be a cute pet. He really does. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one of the hired goons. I it doesn't matter. I'm just gonna. I don't even know their names. They don't I, have names. I never They're caught their names the whole time. I don't think we. Two. I don't think we're even told their names. No. So let's just call him hired goon one. Yep. He's. They've split up, and this one encounters the dog. The dog <laughs> is loose. And luckily, goon number one has an Uzi on him. I mean, that's his weapon of choice. But, I mean, they are hunting a big alien, so... I mean, I don't think they knew that when they started. (laughs) I think that they... They were kind of hip to it. The girl's like, once you see him, he'll... Right, 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 right. But, I mean, they were in the building. did she even know how big he was? Yeah, I don't think so. Is he constantly growing? Yes, I I believe so. Every now and then, um, an alien in this movie grows... Really, really fast. Really, really Real suddenly. Fast. Yeah. Uh, two instances, especially towards the end. Two very specific instances. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, he shoots it with his Uzi and just demolishes it. Yeah, yep. which 
it turns out again was a good idea because the thing's still twitching on the ground oh, yeah. after he unloads an entire aliens clothing. are hard to kill yeah and meanwhile, usually it takes like two Uzis full. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so meanwhile, little sis sneaks in by distracting the guard with her jacket. She hangs her jacket on the on the guardrail again, turning into slapstick here. And the guard is like, "Well, that's too weird to not check out." So he leaves the building. She sneaks in behind him and closes the door on him and takes his card and takes his card and locks him out. Yep. Are you telling me this is the only security guard at the entire music yes, factory? Yes, I am. Like, he doesn't have anybody. He, he doesn't have a radio. He can't call inside and be like... No, he's... There are only four employees. He just hangs out there until Villainy gets dropped off by his mulleted limousine driver. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> so... I fucked up, boss. <laughs> so the two the two teens are walking the halls and Brian slips in mutant goo. There's, and we don't even know what that is. No, it, 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 I'll it's tell you a, what it is. It's a completely pointless scene. And then we waste time with Brian washing his hands <laughs> off at a water cooler. Like, and it's never referenced. Like, None of these monsters make that kind of goo. No. And I'm saying like the only reason for this scene would be to have somebody slip in it or save them when they're running at the end or anything yep. like that. Like to, to make yep. sure. But no, we, we get no payoff. We're just like, oh, none of it. I got goop on my hands. I guess I'll wash it off at this water cooler and eat up some more screen time. Yep. And this, <laughs> I will say, is the weirdest fucking scene in the whole movie. So the Boglin gets reintroduced. His like the ghouly Boglin mm-hmm. like, little rubber monster creature shows up. And when he shows up, he's like in the hallway and the soundtrack does sexy sax music. Yes. Why? <laughs> what is fucking wrong with the music supervisor we all, we of this all, movie? We also had that weird sexy sax when Elliot was chasing the uh, creature on the ground, too. It was like, ow, <laughs> not, not so much sexy sax, but almost like 80s, like, like, uh, this one was def- like, re- like resident sax. Yeah, this one was, <laughs> this moment was definitely like, <laughs> like really like, oh, oh, look at that sexy boggling. <laughs> yeah, it was. Did you watch to the end of the credits? There's also like Dixieland music after the end credits. So bizarre. Yes, I did. (laughs) And it plays this normal like music score with the thing that all of a sudden it's like. And like all the all the instruments kind of sound like they're backwards. Mm. Like they they have like a reverse. They're alien instruments. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This movie's so fucking weird. (laughs) So weird. Brian does more dumb shtick where he falls over a fucking chair in the CEO again, like. They're sneaking in being like ninjas, and he's just like, boop, ah. like, stop fooling around. And he's just sitting there on the ground on his back, like over a chair. There's no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't fall down like that. Yeah, he's all so tangled up in a chair. He is, he has become the comic relief for this movie. And so, and so then Sherry finds a computer, and she's going to log in to see if her dad was actually there or not. And she is an excellent hacker. And by hacking, I mean, she just keeps guessing password numbers a lot. <laughs> That's... Yeah. She's like, I'm the Princeton computer champ, two years running. And she's like, seven, five, eight, two, nine. Access denied. Uh, eight, two, two, seven, four. Access denied. And she just keeps doing this until she gets it right. Yeah. And then she's just like, I think I've got it this time. Yeah. Seven, two, I'm nine, in. four, five, click. Yeah. I knew that was going to be it. <sighs> Yeah. And for my next trick, I'll hack out an electric door lock with a bobby pin. Yep. <laughs> and so Kim's wandering the hall, 
And Brian's doing more shtick with this, like, this genetic molecule, whatever it is, it's model. It's like made of ping pong balls that all break. And <laughs> he's just, they're falling everywhere. Oh, boy, I'm such a goofy guy. Uh, and so Sherry's finally hacked into the system somehow. And uh, and the goons bust in, basically, just as soon as she finds out that, that her dad was there. Mm-hmm. She's like, aha, they do have him here. The goons bust in and kick the shit out of Brian, which is awesome. Well, first, goon one slaps yeah. uh, her. Yep. So Brian goes and attacks the goon that didn't slap her. <laughs> and then the goon the that did one. just, like, totally is, like, a huge dude. He is. Compared to, like... These guys are basically these guys are hired killers. Yeah, and And this dude that's probably never been in a fight before just jumps him and lands a punch, which is unlikely, but still pretty good. Um, So I gotta give the kid balls, but like, what are you thinking? Yeah, so the hired killer leaves Brian alive for some reason, no clue why. Um, And Kim's still lost in the hallway, sees the dead dog mutant. Runs past the goon and finds the giant monster. Yes. And this is the first sight that we get of the full bodied. He looks like a penis. <laughs> That's it. That, That's this just because you're a pervert. I didn't see that at all. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Like, he there, didn't have like foreskin around the head or anything. <laughs> I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, so you're making a giant phallic monster. Should you maybe not put weird extra skin around the neck? <laughs> uh, fuck it. Uh, why nope, not? You, did. <laughs> you, you gotta, did. You made a big dick monster. You made a big dick monster. <laughs> Just looks like a big fucking dick. <laughs> God damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Anyway, so. Is this the first time we see the stop motion monster? No, is this, this, is, this is just still. regular okay. standing yep. still monster. Um. So he's the this is goon number two. He's like, get out of my way. I'll take care of this monster with and, my six shooter and shoots it and realizes that this is not doing any good. Nope. And we assume he gets killed, but it turns out he does not. Again, they just kind of leave that hanging. Yeah, he he screams and blood hits the wall. Yeah. And so we kind of assume that so he's that's dead. So that's a death in a horror movie. You know, yeah, exactly. You're breaking so, the rules movie. That is. Yeah, that is unfair. Um. <clears throat> It was just a scratch. Yeah. I'm back 15 minutes later. Surprise. <laughs> so Kim runs. She interacts. She finally meets the lady doctor. Yes. Uh, so now plots A, B, C, and D have all slammed together. Everything is coming together. Oh, my God. Like A like place a, for everything. Yeah. It's it's like a puzzle how you can just take it all and dump it into a wastebasket. <laughs> and now it's done. It's <laughs> no, okay, so we have this. Uh, so Sherry gets caught by goon number two. Yeah. And well, first, the scientist makes Cindy or what's her name? The sister locks her in a room, locks her in the room. She tells him that Sherry's out there, too. Yep. So she goes out to try to find her. And uh, somehow Brian has like almost gotten the better of this fucking hired killer. Yeah. <laughs> Like they're they've taken this fight into the hallway. Maybe Brian's like a fight clubber, like it's, like underground. Like you would like, never think that. Yeah, he's just been he's been just fighting in like he's just been pit fighting his whole life. Like chess club and pit fighting. Those are the two things that Brian's good at. <laughs> um and so he's they they're out in the hallway, getting beaten up, and then just in time. Like the monster shows up just probably before the killer was about to just snap his dumb neck and it bites the killer's head it bites the goons head like just crunches down on it. 
The part that isn't a penis of this monster looks exactly like the sandworm from Beetlejuice. And not color-wise, but yeah. it's... Yeah, what part? The, the face. The yeah, fa- it's, oh, the face. It's, it's face. Mouth. It's got the, like, curled-up mouth. It's oh, got yeah. the curled-up lips and the yep. straight, like, pointy face. Yeah, it's got the same kind of face as that. So it, it's very sandworm-esque, except that it looks like a giant penis. I wonder if it, would, if it talked, what would this movie be like? Because <laughs> it was a person. <laughs> It would be bad. It would be worse. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Uh, would it be like Michael apologizing the whole time? Like, I don't mean to do this. Oh, oh crap. Did I, oh, did I eat somebody again? I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you obviously want him to talk in monster voice and you want it to be like fractured Hulk sentences. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Michael not want eat person. <laughs> oh. Oops. Ooh, Michael just so hungry. I got bullet in my tooth. <laughs> yeah. That, I, mean, I need monster floss. <laughs> monster floss. <laughs> uh, and then, then we assume it eats Brian. It, yeah. It really clearly eats Brian, but again, it breaks the rules. It breaks again. the rules again because we find out that he's alive at the end. With the most comical ripped up shirt and everything. Yeah. Like a cartoon character that got in a fight. The, yeah. They just, just got in like the big ripped circle up of shirt. <laughs> it's a little dusty. Yeah. Okay. So Kim's locked in this room now. And so she decides that she's going to dick around on these highly sensitive computers. What the fuck? She's just like, well, I don't know. What does this thing that goes to the nuclear pile do? Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> and she's just typing shit on it. Um, and then she gets scared by a mouse and runs out of the room and into the arms of her sister. Out of the locked room. Out of the locked you. room, mind you. Yes. She was locked in that room. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe her sister opened the door at that exact moment. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then the monster shows up. We get another monster attack. And so the CEO pulls up in his, in his limo <laughs> with his mullet driver. He's got such a mean mullet. <laughs> It is. It is nasty. And uh, just just soak it in while you can, because it's the last time you're going to see this driver. I thought that he was a spare goon. Me I was too. really excited that we were going to get another A mullet henchman? Freaking sign me up. And it's like, nope, he's just going to stay out and smoke cigs, I guess. That guy would have had a set of nunchucks on him, too. Fuck and he yeah. would have fought that monster with nunchucks. Damn it. <sighs> Dropping the ball, metamorphosis. <laughs> uh, so... Metamore nunchucks, please. Yeah. So the monster is attacking them in the room now. The monster has shown up and is attacking Sherry and Kim. Yes. I keep wanting to call her Cindy for some reason. Yeah. Whatever. What is? <laughs> and uh, Sherry knows ex- instinctively where the acid in this room is. I, I cracked up at that part, too. <laughs> it's almost like the... like um. I've said this on other podcasts we've done before where it's just like the producer wants something. He's like, yes, I really want like hydrochloric acid. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, we put it on his hands in the beginning. I'm going to need some more acid. I need, I need more acid. <laughs> I mean, I've got the money for your movie. I'm just, I I'm going to need another acid scene. Acid. And yes. It seems so shoehorned in there. It's just like, there's some acid in that cabinet over there. And then Cindy, Cindy fucking Kim just <laughs> runs over there and knows exactly what acid she's talking about and grabs yeah. the bottle. Yep, she knows exactly what she's talking about, grabs it, and if it's all acid, why doesn't she grab more? Yeah. But uh, she grabs some, she throws it at the monster, burns Sherry's it getting bit. all fucked up, too. She's yeah. got pods all over her and, and uh, she's gotten like two pods arms. stuck in I there. She's four. Been, yeah, and she's like stuck through with all sorts of stuff, but she pulls through. It's fine. <laughs> Don't you worry. Uh, they and, splash the acid on the monster. And it lets her go. Then the CEO shows up in the room 
He's like, what's going on here? He's he's brought he's come in with the security guard, mm-hmm. takes the security guard's gun, and he's like, I'll show you how to deal with a monster. Shoots it three times, and then the monster shoots out a tendril into his crotch. I love that. And then one into his chest and just throws him across the room. Yep. And he's dead. And oh. We're we're done with him now. It's 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 like they uh it's like they wanted to spend more time on the villain death because it's like that guy's so, so despicable. You're like, you want him to die a horrible death. Right. Like but I feel like if they just like ripped his nuts off and like left him there, it would have been worse than what we saw. And so I wish I wish it kind of just like ripped his nuts off and left something. it there. <laughs> I wish they'd done something. I mean, you would want him to mutate. You would want him to go through what mm, Michael yeah. went through as like I mean, he's because of his negligence, Michael suffered all of this and turned into the monster. I wish it ripped his nuts off and mm. then he got a mini monster head that looked like the penis ripping out of his crotch. You're going to want to talk to Lloyd Kaufman about that. And then That's, he was just like, ah, and then he eventually picked up the one last shot in the gun and killed himself. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think they want to point out any further how much that thing looks like a wang. I do. That's <laughs> fair. Um, I'm going to pitch a wang dang doodle all night long. Wang dang doodle. So the monster kills the lady doctor. Right here. It does. What the fuck? That's, it's not Michael anymore, obviously. That's what that's showing us. Oh, I, okay. Is that the idea? He's lost all control. Yep. That's he was originally just killing bad guys. Oh, yeah. It kind of was. And the teenage girls, they're trespassers. They deserve to die. I suppose in, in Friday the 13th logic, they do. Yes, that's um, so. And then it turns out that... Uh, oh, so the CEO's head flies through the door, which looks Awesome. Yeah, the head, the head, the severed head effect looks great. That was beautiful. Um, the first goon turns out to be alive. Yep, he's back. He's back. Just got a little blow on the wall. I'm okay. Yep. And so the monster busts through the door. Somehow he's gotten the other goons Uzi. Yes. After he died, he no, he found it on the ground. He found it on back. the ground. <laughs> Picked it up. Just a power up. And mm. this guy's gonna help out the girls now and run into the atomic shotgun room. <sighs> This is, again, this is like, if it's been explained, it's been explained badly. But they're going to do some super proton laser stuff, and it's set for a test fire at midnight? (laughs) Something. But how does he know? Okay, so he knows because he was in the meeting when all this went down. So this goon knows this. He's heard the story about the shotgun. Right, so he's heard about this. And when I say shotgun, I mean this giant pillar in in a lab, like not like a gun gun. And so... He didn't know where the room was that this was going to happen in. No. Well, so maybe they, he does. He's got level six security clearance. Jesus Christ. They all, so they all wind up just kind of randomly at the exact spot they need to be in. So regardless of whatever else, the monster has cornered them in the exact place they all need to be. I love this. So they run into the room. They lock the door. So the monster is outside. And they run into the control booth for the giant atomic weapon thing. Yeah. And the, and the security goon, he just starts flicking switches like like a pilot in an airplane ready to take off. Click, 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 click. And then she's like, you know what you're doing? He's like, no, I'll figure it out, though. And just starts picking up the sheets. Yeah. And it's like, I don't think those are instruction sheets. <laughs> Turns out they are. It's Apparently. an exact. It is like a cheat sheet for how to run this atomic blaster. It's like, ah, troubleshooting. Ah, if one of your colleagues gets turned into a giant <laughs> space monster. <laughs> one of the series yes, of settings. Exactly. So it, we get treated to so much freaking techno battle here too, like because the Princeton computer girl starts figuring it all out, and she's just like, "Well, we need eighty-one gigawatts of gamma waves to transform the the meta the meta to the who cares? Yeah, 
<laughs> Nobody cares. And then she's like, do you know what that means? She's like, no. <laughs> then why did you just say all that? <laughs> so, so, okay. So we've gotten them in there. The goon kind of knows what when this thing is supposed to go off. Now, okay, so here's the problem. I brought this up earlier, dear. Yeah. Right, okay, so, so there's a time when this thing is supposed to fire, and yet there is also a mechanism to make it fire. There's nobody in this room monitoring this machine if it's going to do this test fire for them. Right. And we find out that it does have to have a bunch of stuff turned on. Yeah. And then you have to, I mean, to be fair, a bunch of people are dead, so who knows? Maybe all the people who are supposed to run this machine have been eaten. I don't think that's true. Okay, but... <laughs> Maybe they just didn't show up to work. Exactly. They. It was a sick out. There were. There was some sort of strike. <laughs> strike but, at the mutant factory. <laughs> so... Uh, so either way, some sort of fucking nonsense about when it's going to fire and how to make it fire. She somehow types in the right numbers to make everything work out. But they only fire it manually. It never goes off on a timer. It, basically, the timer counts down to zero. And then she's been slamming on this red oh, yeah. button this whole time. <laughs> and then once the countdown hits zero, she hits the red button and it works. So I don't know. Maybe... It's kind of like when you see those idiots standing at the crosswalk and they just keep hitting the walk button over and over again when it's like, dude, it's maybe that's it. It's yeah. It's you got to hit like, it once. It's going to go off. On hitting the close button on an elevator door over and over That's not just going to stop the green light, dude. Okay. Okay. That's, maybe I think if that's I hit exactly it faster. It. Yeah. It was going to go off no matter what. And they just didn't know. Okay. True. Possibly. So the goon has lo- has lured the monster onto the platform. This part he's, was dumb too. So he's like, decided that he's he's like, a goon with the heart of gold, and he's like somebody's got to lure the monster in. The monster would come for them in the control booth. The monster's been trying to get through the door, uh, but the security goon's going to go open the door. So once he goes over there and he's like, "Open the door," he gets knocked over and he's surprised because. You knew that thing was there. Why are you standing so close to the door when you had them open it? Yeah, he could have poked the button and run. Yeah. But uh, but instead, he stands there. He gets There's no reason for him to come out of the control room. The monster even attacks the people in the control room later on, like shooting right. its tentacles at the window. Like, they could have just stood there and be like, over here! Yep. <laughs> so he's over there. He's like... He's shooting at the monster, trying to drag it onto the, trying to get it onto the platform, and it finally shoots one of its like one of its tentacle things, one of its scorpion stinger mm-hmm. things, into him, and then this twenty-ton monster, he grabs hold of the thing and he physically pulls it onto the platform. I don't think he was pulling it. I think he was guiding it. Oh sure, because it's blind, maybe. <laughs> Okay, if you say it so. It was blind in the first movie? It was. It was blind in the first movie. Uh, but he was definitely like and it pulling still, it. It has no eyes. Yeah, I think he was just like being like, I'm over here. Over like, here. You were going to walk closer to me and put my head in your mouth. Okay. That was very nice of him. Yeah. So, and now Kim is like, oh no, the goon's in trouble. He, he saved, saved my, my life. life. <laughs> so. I'm going to go out there and be useless and get fucked up too. So she gets a bunch of tentacles shoved into <laughs> into her arms and legs. She gets out there. She shoots a gun, which we already know does nothing. Does nothing. You, you, Kim, you've learned that on like three or four different times yet. <laughs> yes. Unless it was just to get its attention away from him, but why? It just put its attention on you and stuck you too. <laughs> yep. So, oh god. So it shoots. Eventually, they. 
after basically saying, whatever you do, you're all going to die if you're out on this platform. Yes. Uh, they're all out on the platform. She shoots the thing and it turns him back to normal. It, he just reverts. This, this is the dumbest, but I love it because it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and it is hey, it's very 1950s. How he reverts. Yes, exactly. You see the big monster. Ooh, lights, lights, lights. Oh, he's like in the hospital bed. Like yep. all the mutated lights, 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 lights. Oh, he's just getting that neck stretchy thing like he was in the hospital bed earlier. Ooh, lights, lights, lights. Oh, he's normal body again. He's just a normal <laughs> naked dude. There's man. absolutely no transformation special effects. They just shine a bunch of lights and then put up one of his many stages of transformation. There. That's fine. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, he went down from like a 30 foot tall monster into uh naked dude like a yep. like a terminator that just came through a portal yeah and so and now the goon is like i've got to go tie up some loose ends yeah and so he's like you girls get away from here i'm gonna go shoot this this naked guy does this goon know that the boss man's dead i'm trying to figure that out too because i like, don't know it doesn't matter the boss man. man is dead like you don't have a job anymore it doesn't matter man he's not gonna stop until the job is done oh he's that kind of goon. yeah he's that kind of goon okay He's already been shown to be the goon with a heart of gold, except in this case where he likes <laughs> to shoot just innocent go people. Shoot an innocent naked guy in there. Well, not so innocent. He did kind of eat a bunch of people. I don't think that was his fault. <laughs> but either way, uh, so he goes down there to shoot him, and then the the guy starts smiling, and then he gets like cartoon oh. Jack Nicholson face. That was so awesome. Looking. Yeah, big big foam. His face just face. keeps warping and warping until the smiles like mm-hmm. all the way to the back of his skull. And uh, then he breaks open and becomes the alien all again, only... Even bigger. Even bigger. Much larger Wang monster. <laughs> so, she, the the sister, uh, which one? Uh, Sherry. Sherry. Sherry th- this device has a, a raising and lowering part to it. And so she can't get it to fire again. So instead, she basically, the thing is trying to bite it so that it won't shoot it again. And so she lowers this device, and it doesn't get out of the way it's not, <laughs> because it's because of something. And she just kind of smushes its weighing head on the ground, and then it fires, and then it explodes, and then the mo- it explodes the monster's head. And then I hate this part: um, the monster just disappears. It just goes, <laughs> and the whole body and everything is just gone. Yep. Like what? What? That's the alien factor, man. <laughs> Where did it go? I can't tell you that's the alien factor. Just and like, just an alien. But factor. why? Like they already had the dead body there. Like it's not like it's a budget thing. Like you uh, made it. It was there. It was ripped to shreds. Like why wouldn't they just walk past that and leave? Why would you make that disappear? I feel like that's the choice I'm it, trying to figure out what the director did there. In in my mind, the reason was because they'd already played that card. Because if you if you play the, oh he's back to being a normal human card. Then oh fuck that's not gonna that's not gonna work mm-hmm. you know like if he goes back to small and if it's, <coughs> the face is crushed or whatever that's not enough to assume that it's dead I don't know I think I think that was the reason or because they didn't because that was a stop motion monster that they had exploded and they didn't have a real monster like that and so they couldn't have them walk past the stop motion monster. So they just made it disappear. But they've been doing that walking past the stop motion monster since like Planet of Dinosaurs. Like that could be done easy. <laughs> it can be. I know, but they decided but it's not. not to. The alien just disappears in a cartoon flash. It's yep. a very odd choice. It's a very odd choice. It's not a bold choice like and, a flashback. And speaking, speaking of odd choices, 
So we're all set. Everything's fine. They're all, they're all alive and everything. Wait, even the goon? Did he die? Uh, no, he's dead. Okay. Right? <laughs> so the two si- the sisters are alive, and then they're like, "Oh no! Hey, look, Brian was okay too." I, lo- I love that it's a double dose of us walking through the hallway. Then you see their shocked face like, huh? and then it's like, Brian. And as I mentioned earlier, yeah, he's got all, he looks like Pigpen from Peanuts with ripped up. <laughs> yep. His shirt, his, his shirt is like literally cut with a scissor yeah. on yeah. the collar. Like, oh, you've been in a fight. <laughs> yep. And then they walk down the hallway to get out. Everything's fine. <gasps> Ooh. Oh no, a boglin. And so there's a boglin hanging from the ceiling. I love what that little animation looks like where he punches a hole in the wall and That's jumps cool. from the ceiling. It looks so good. And then like, we're like, well, hell? what are they going to do here? This movie's almost over. I, what are they going to do? And <laughs> he grows to, to 200, Godzilla size. 200 times his size. The green boglin and, Busts out of the ceiling of the Talos company and it's as big as the building. Roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's a weird <laughs> choice. That's a weird That was a bold choice. choice. This movie's filled with them. Yeah, but some of them are just bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. Alien Factor or Alien Craptor? I, I'm not I'm not 100% sold on this one. <laughs> I... Kind of am because I, I just feel it's very fun. Yeah. Uh, and it, even the flaws that I hate are just so stupid that I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I got to figure out what this fucking movie is that I think is the alien. Is this Deadly the Spawn. second week in a row that we're not doing the right movie? Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what it is. It's all I what know. What happened is, in it? It's like it's shot in very grainy, gross, like, like almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre palette. And. The first scene, it has aliens, and the first scene is cattle mutilation. They're, like, driving a van down the highway, and there's a bunch of mutilated cows. And that's, I think that's the first thing. And Anybody for, out there know? And that's, the, that's all I can remember. And I remember the monster looking like the alien's deadly spawn monster, but hmm. I guess it wasn't. So, I don't, no fucking clue. I guess not. Yeah, or I made it up, and I had a dream of this amazing movie. I've, of, I've often wondered if that's... A case oh, because be so I I've, I've been able to find you know I still have some unsolved mysteries. Maybe anybody out there knows this. I I remember watching this movie on USA Up All Night and there are these two brothers that were tormenting people. Uh, I think and this is I'm, I'm <laughs> super vague about it. They were like kind of rednecky and they tormented people and then like drove away at the end and it said something like the Hump Brothers will be back. Like oh they're wow. coming back. And that's all I remember about it. So like, <laughs> wow, that is. But it's also one of those things where it's, I don't know if I actually made that up. Like, I mean, right. we're, we're talking like sneaking this when my parents were sleeping when I was like ten. So I don't remember this at all. But so if anybody knows any movie about some named brothers that were killing people when the movie says they're coming back, interesting. Wow, up. that's impossible. Somebody's gonna know. I've had no luck so far. Weird. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that's it. That is the the return of the aliens deadly factor metamorphosis style. So we're done with that shit. Whew. We're done. <laughs> and next week I'm on vacation, by the way. So oh. uh, so we're gonna skip next week, but we'll be back with something amazing. I kind of want to do maximum overdrive. I would totally do maximum. Overdrive. I think we should do maximum overdrive. I I was just watching it this morning and I was like, it's god so good. Damn it, this fucking movie is great. Why does that movie get so much hate? People are bad. People yeah. are bad. I, I will. I will say I am not an ACDC fan. That's fair. So that's like the only ding I've got against the movie. Now. <laughs> I love it. It's weird. I became an ACDC fan because of this movie. 
I like AC. I never really liked ACDC. So who made who? And the then, movie made you exactly. an ACDC fan. It made me an ACDC fan. So let's do that. Let's fucking do Maximum Overdrive. I remember uh, helping that goober with the... Um Goblin face at your con. Oh shit, that's right. We, that? Yeah, we yeah. had the we had the big the goblin head from that that <laughs> dude that reconstructed the yes. goblin head from a fried out husk. Yep. Yeah, and you could take pictures with it. And I was like, hey, can I get a picture with that? And he was like, fifteen, 15 bucks. bucks. And I'm like, dude, okay, <laughs> I I'll, brought you here. <laughs> I'll, I'll wait till you go to the bathroom. I guess. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, oh well. Anyway. Hey, it's how he makes his living. Yep. I understand. Uh, you can follow us at Funbox Monster Podcast and uh, at Coast City Comics. I am Matt Awkward, VHS Fiend. And that is all for today, and uh, we will see you in two weeks. Yeah. Peace. Bye.